they were definitely trying to steal market share. They didn't have to be number one to make billions, right? That's, you don't have to be number one to make billions. You can still be successful, but they had to di differentiate themselves. Yo, what up, what up? It's your man, Brandon Carter, and you are listening to the Victory Talk podcast. This is the podcast where we show you how to build your money, muscle, and mindset. I give you the lessons that I learned over my career building several multi-seven-figure businesses, and every once in a while, I bring in my successful multi-millionaire friends to teach you their lessons as well. No matter what podcast platform you're tuning into, make sure you follow us there because we are dropping new content every day that's going to help you succeed. Now, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk to you guys about a book that I read when I was in college. I was actually in business school getting my marketing degree at Howard University. And I came across this book and it just stuck with me. It's probably one of the best marketing books I've ever read. It's called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. As you can see, I've read the shit out of this <laughs> over the years and it's super powerful. And when they say immutable laws, these are laws that you cannot break. And if you do break them, you are bound for failure. And when I see businesses break these laws, I think, fuck, man, they're going to suffer. I'll start shorting their stock if I see them pulling any of this shit. No bullshit. If I see them fucking breaking any of these laws, I will short that stock immediately. Because these are immutable laws. There's 22 of them. It's a very short book, very concise. But I want to go over some of the laws that I felt are most powerful. One of them is law number four, the power of perception. It says marketing is not a battle of products. It's a battle of perception. And you can see this in politics. I lived in New York for 15 years. And you know who else lived in New York for a long time? Donald Trump. If you ever look at Donald Trump's house in, in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue, this dude lived on Fifth Avenue in a building with his name on it at the penthouse and it was like all gold. And, you know, he was a fucking billionaire. But when he started running for president, he ain't showing none of that shit. He put on a fucking trucker hat. He went to the fucking rural ass areas. And he said, I'm fighting for y'all. And he made these poor people believe that this fucking billionaire <laughs> who lived in a goddamn solid gold sky palace was on their side. And I was shocked that people were believing it. And I'm not political at all. Right, I'm apolitical. Don't get me fucked up. I don't care who's president. I'm going to win and make money regardless. But I was like super surprised. And I learned so much from his marketing campaign. Because I was like, how did this billionaire in a solid gold sky palace get these motherfucking poor motherfuckers to ride around with Trump shit on their pickup trucks? I was kind of obsessed with how he marketed himself. And a lot of it was perception. So I started like just talking to people I knew. If I met like a truck driver or some shit, he was a big Trump fan. I would like sincerely ask, man, so what, what do you like about Trump so much, man? What, what is it about him that, that excites you? He would say something and I'd be like, all right, man, so who are your three favorite senators, man? It seemed like you know a lot about politics. And he's like, oh, my God, look here, bro. I don't know. Look here. I don't know no senators. I just know that Trump's going to build that wall. Sometimes it would be like some of my rich friends. Like most of my friends are like, conservative you know the republicans because they're rich right and that's just the thing and i would ask him so what do you like about uh, trump so much like what policy is he implementing that, that, that you're a big fan of and it was like man i just like that he's sticking it to the man and he's not politically correct man all this soft shit and i was like oh shit so it's not even a policy thing you just like the fucking guy kind of got the impression that 
The perfect candidate for these motherfuckers would have been Rambo. That's who they really wanted, but they settled for Trump. It just let me know that, oh man, perception is super powerful. Because if you think about what Trump did, he became the president of the United States and he never held political office before. And he went straight from being a civilian to president. There was only one other person who, who became president who never held political office before. And he was Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight D. Eisenhower saved the world and killed Hitler. So yeah, I get it. Make him president. That makes sense. <laughs> but Trump just came out, yo, straight civilian to the White House. And it was a super strong marketing effort. I don't know. He might be one of the best marketers of all time. Politics aside, I, I don't have no opinion on that shit either way. It was just, But it was the perception that he was like this fucking guy you know what i'm saying now biden has a different problem <laughs> everybody i know hates biden even democrats that i know you know and i asked why and no one can give me like a legislative answer they can't give me like a policy-based answer they just don't like the guy <laughs> like the perception is like i don't fuck with that guy so it's working against him how does that relate to business it's better if your shit is better but if you can have the perception that it is better then you'll still succeed for example me and Neem are both working off Macintosh computers right now. But my first computer, I built because I was broke. And back in those days, in the fucking 2000s, it was cheaper to build a computer than to try to buy a good computer. So I, I learned how to build computers and you had to build a PC. You couldn't really build a Mac or at least I couldn't. So I built computers, pirated versions of fucking software and Windows and shit. What I noticed is back in those days, Apple was using the same exact fucking processors as PCs and charging like twice as much. And it just really seemed like a fucking huge ripoff to have an Apple computer. It's like they're using the exact same fucking processors. The insides are the same. The software was different, but it wasn't like better enough to justify the price. But they had the perception of being better. Like the marketing was like top notch. And then they had amazing ads and they had the perception it was better. Now, now it is better. I think the M2 chip, that shit... I don't know, man. It's going to be hard for the NVIDIA and AMD to catch up. But maybe they can. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. That should like, change things for me. I didn't go to Apple until then. But before that, I knew that people were buying it just off perception. It just shows you how powerful it is, man. It, they are better now, I think. But I still have a PC. I still use it sometimes. Law of perception. That was one of the most important laws in here. All right, guys. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far and you're getting lots of value from it. On the Victory Talk podcast, our goal is to help you guys make money, build muscle, and improve your mindset with brand new episodes every day. And we're not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. There's no sponsors like these other guys. They're trying to sell underwear on their podcast, some fucking bullshit that someone paid them to do. I ain't doing none of that. So if you found value in this at all, man, please write a review because it's really going to help us put out more content, help more people make more money, build their muscle and improve their mindset. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Then there's another one that I fucking really like. The law of opposite. If you're shooting for second place, the strategy is determined by the leader. And they have Coke and Pepsi here. So, for example, Coke was like the established soda. And it was kind of just like classic American, old school shit. So when Pepsi came out, they were definitely trying to steal market share. They didn't have to be number one to make billions, right? That's, you don't have to be number one to make billions. You can still be successful. But they had to di differentiate themselves from Coca-Cola. So their, one of their slogans was the next generation when they first came out. So they marketed 
to younger people. They use their marketing to position Coke as like the old school shit. That shit your grandfather used to drink Pepsi. This is the new shit. This is what we drinking over here. The young, cool people. Then they would get like uh, Michael Jackson back when he was like the man. You know, to to do commercials for them, and they would get like young people in their commercials, and they try to make it seem cool and different because Coke was so like established and mainstream, and it, it worked out really well for them. That's a strategy they still implement today. Beyonce does Pepsi commercials now. I really like Law Fifteen, the Law of Candor. When you admit a negative, the prospect will give you a positive. So they have a picture of Listerine and. Listerine is better now, but back in the day, Listerine used to only come in this yellow bottle and it was like really, really gross. Their slogan was the taste you hate twice a day. That was part of the slogan. Like you're going to hate the taste, but it works. And they were real successful with that. And that's kind of how, you know, a lot of times I'll talk about how I have dyslexia or I can't write or spell very well. Kind of like the eight mile shit when Eminem was about to rap and he said all this shit about himself. There was nothing they could say about him because he had already said it. It works really well in marketing. Marketing as well, man. I'm telling you. Law 12, the law of line extension. What you really want to do in marketing is have a narrow focus and really stay in that lane and dominate it. However, it's this irresistible force that entrepreneurs have to want to get out of their lane and expand. But it kind of fucks up your perception. So a great example that they give in the book, it goes down as one of the biggest mistakes in American business history. Cadillac. Cadillac was known as the best American-made luxury automobiles. They were expensive, but if you had a Cadillac, you had like prestige, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, he's got a Cadillac, you know? This is, how, this is how it was back in the day. You were like the man if you bought a Cadillac. Then they made a huge mistake. They came out with a budget car. It was called the Katerra. The Cadillac Katerra was like a fucking Toyota prices, but it was a Cadillac. And this really fucked up their market share. Because nobody wanted a fucking cheap Cadillac. But then people who could afford Cadillacs were like, ugh, I don't want the same car a fucking broke boy can get. I'll get a BMW or a Benz or some shit. <laughs> and then Cadillac's market share started to plummet. And they had to discontinue the Katerra right away because it was fucking fucking up the sales of all their cars. And they didn't recover again until they came out with the Escalade. That was a huge hit for them because it was one of the first luxury SUVs ever. If you're in business school, you probably learn about that big mistake they make. But people are making it all the time. It's difficult to market rich people and to market to poor people because you lose the prestige. That's the reason Apple doesn't really put their shit on sale much. Or Jordans don't go on sale. Like when Foot Locker has the Black Friday sales, everything will be on sale except for Jordans and Timberlands. Cause they, they're like, no, no, we don't put our shit on sale. Lamborghinis don't go on sale. Cause you got to hold up that prestige. Check this book out. I highly recommend it. If you want to be in business or just want to know more about marketing, it's super fascinating. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to this all the way to the end. And in case you're looking for more free content and more free stuff that'll help you make money, build your muscle and your mindset, join our free Victory Unit Discord channel. It's 100% free. And I have free courses in there that you can download right now, today, 100% free. And we're putting new courses in there all the time. We're in there answering your questions. There's a group of people who are super serious about obtaining elite level success. And if that's you, go ahead and join the Discord. But don't join, you know, if you want to be average or mediocre. That's not the place for you. You won't find anything for you there right if you want to be a regular guy who does regular shit until you die that's cool i'm sure you got redeeming qualities the victory unit 
Discord, you won't find a lot of value for you. Now, if you're a guy who's hell bent on success and will not allow anything to stop him from accomplishing his goals, you fucking need to join the Victory Unit Discord. You need to stop whatever you're doing, whatever it is. It's not more important than joining the Victory Unit Discord right now. I don't care if you're holding a baby, you know what I'm saying? If you're at work, put the baby down, walk out of that meeting, join the Victory Unit Discord right now, right? It's the most important thing you'll do if you're serious about success. In the case you're into video podcasts, you can find and watch this episode on my YouTube channel as well, all right? Holla at y'all, peace.